Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Welcome to SLP Coffee Talk, the podcast designed exclusively for speech-language pathologists who work with older students, grades 4 through 12. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, your SLP behind Speech Time Fun, the Speech Retreat Conference, and the SLP Elevate Membership. And I'm thrilled to bring you conversations, strategies, and insights that will give you the jolt of inspiration that you need. Whether you're tuning in during your morning commute, on a break in between sessions, or even during a well-deserved relaxation time, I am here for you each and every week. Let's do this, SLPs. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It is me, Hallie, here for a solo episode, and I'm going to be sharing three of my favorite interactive websites. And not to worry, I'll have links to all three of them in the show notes. Now, all of them are free. They all have paid upgrades, but you do not need it, okay? All you need is an email login to log into them. With these three sites, though, your students will need their own devices. So I know many districts now are one-to-one, whether students have Chromebooks or iPads, things of that nature. You'll need one device for yourself, and your students will all need their own individual devices. And originally, when my students all had Chromebooks, I originally did not have them bring them to speech. I was like, I don't need it. I don't want them leaving them here. I don't want them forgetting it. And then when I started learning about so many of these interactive sites, I now incorporate them into my lessons. A lot of them are great as a reinforcer at the end, or you can utilize it literally as a part of the lesson itself. So without further ado, let's share the three interactive sites that I know your students are going to love if they don't already love them. The first one you might be familiar with, and it is Kahoot. Kahoot is like I said, a free site where you can, all these sites, you can create your own games and all of them have an archive a, where you can literally browse and find exactly what you need. All of them, I recommend just previewing them, making sure that is exactly what you're looking for. And you can like heart them and you save them into your little library so you can easily find them again in the future. But you can find games on there for like main idea, predicting, WH questions, uh, seasonal things, vocabulary, whatnot. You can take comprehension questions about a story that you're reading and enter them in there. So Kahoot, basically, it shows the question. It's like a multiple choice question. And they the students get to select their the color, the, the answer. And basically, 
when you get a right and whoever answers fastest gets the most points. And it's a race to see who get, you know, first place at the end. So not only do you have to be correct, you'll also answer fast. And one thing I love about this site is that it allows, like you select when you want to go on to the next question. That's the one thing I really love about this one. So it allows for a teaching opportunity. So you can pull back up the question. Let's review it. Why did we all get this one wrong? Or let's, how did we get this right? What did we do? Let's review our strategies or whatever you are working on this way. And then you can move on to the next one. Because if you just keep on going and you're teaching and fixing the problem at hand, are we learning? Is there really a reason to be doing it? Like, yes, there's ones that you can literally find ones that like name the anime character and that can be a nice reward at the end. And you might not need to review those. But if you're working on main idea, let's stop. Okay, who is it about and what did that we do? And now, okay, we reviewed that. Now let's go on to the next one. And you can see who got it right, who got it wrong, the majority getting it. So it allows you to get some great data at the exact same time. Okay, so love Kahoot. Again, make your own games or find anything in the choices of games right on the site. All right, site number two is Blukit. Okay, Blukit is similar to Kahoot in the fact that you're the host. They have to log in. They enter in their names. You can create your own games or question sets or, you know, find ones right on there. But the difference with Blukit is there are tons of different game options. It's not just a multiple choice question, you know, trivia game. That is on there. But my favorite is Gold Quest. That one is when oh, they have to answer a question. When they get it right, there's three treasure chests. They don't know what's in them. They have to pick one randomly. And it could be some gold. It could be double gold. Like it could be bonuses. Or it could also be... You know, you, you swap with someone or you're taking from someone or you lose some gold or nothing. So it's just really fun. And just because you're getting it right, people could be stealing gold from you. So you might not necessarily win. So it's very interactive. It's very engaging. It's fast paced. That's what the difference between Blukit and Kahoot is. Blukit, they just go on to the next question. There's not an opportunity for teaching and reviewing. Like you can do it at the end, you know, look at what, you know, you can see how they did and get a little uh, data. But most of the time, it's so fast paced. It's really more for just fun at the end. I do recommend like walking around and helping them with reading and things like that. That's how you can get like that teaching part in there is if you do walk around and help them while they are, you know, doing the game. But yeah, that's Gold Quest. Another one on there that I like is um, Crypto Hack, where they get to pick a password. And again, just like Gold Quest, where there's three treasure chests, there's three icon thingies and based on and they you might get crypto you might not get crypto but you also might get the hack button which is where you get to try to guess one of the other players passwords and if you get it right they you get to steal their crypto and they get like a little hack thing that comes on their screen that like basically like um a sabotage sort of thing they, they have to do a little puzzle before they can go back to playing or things like that so students love that one as well there's a cafe one on there where like you buy food there's a fishing with frenzy. Uh, the kids love that one. I'm not a fan. There's a tower one. They like that one. I'm not a fan. <laughs> also, a lot of like Halloween and Christmas time, they turn the gold quest one into like a seasonal one. Wait till like the week of and it'll be free. I promise. Like, so it's like Halloween is like you, you get candy instead of gold. Christmas one was like gifts instead of gold. So again, there's always just these seasonal things on there. Makes it fun. Interesting. And I let the, the students vote, like, which game do we play? Like, I let them pick. Let them have a say, okay? I always say, letting them have a say is a way of building rapport and trust and motivation and engagement. And again, 
sometimes, you know, I always say, let's do my game first. Like, okay, we're going to practice main idea. You guys do a good job. You play the right way. And then we can pick like, guess the candy, guess the anime, guess the video, whatever they want to do. We get to pick. I've had students that have made their own blukets and want to come in and play their blue kit. Another thing with blue what they all love as well, and I should share, is if they have their own Gmail, Google account, and if you, your, your classes use Google Classroom and things like that, they have it. If they log in, they'll have like their account and they can, by playing, they earn coins and then they get to go shopping for blukes, which is like their skins. It's all the rage. I even let my students like go shopping on my, like I play, so I collect the coinage as well and they go shopping for me. You can create your own custom bluke. I've had them help me. And that was a whole lesson in itself. Like, let's go. Like, first of all, there's math there right there. You know, how much money do you need in order to be able to buy? How many things can you buy? You know, it's all anything that motivates them. I am totally going to use it. So again, Blukit is a fan favorite in my speech room. And the third one is Gimkit. Gimkit had a free, could do a free trial and like my free trial lasted forever. The negative with Gimkit is like where they try to get you to upgrade. Like a lot of things you can't unlock with the few games that I like, I can. And you only can do it up to a group of five. Guess what? Our groups are up to five. So we are good. Like I don't need the pay to pay because I don't have a classroom of 30 like teachers do. So the two games on there that I will be honest, I really only played two is Trust No One, which is like Among Us, where once you click go, on everyone's screen and the kids like literally like spread apart like around the room like you know hiding their screen and it pops up whether they're a crewmate or the imposter and then okay so then it pops up everyone knows they know who which one of them is the imposter they got to answer questions and when they get to a certain whatever amount that you set i think i designate i think by default it's 10 um when they get whoever gets to 10 questions first they can call a meeting where everyone gets to vote on who they think is the imposter. And in between there, they can buy like ways to like, like try to figure it out and like get clues and things like that. I just tell them, let's just get to, let's get to 10 and let's vote on the, uh, and guessing who is the imposter and like whether or not they like got them off the ship or not. Like voted who did they vote off the right person? It's just fun and engaging. And again, they love, they love Among Us. So they get the concept. So that's, uh, trust no one. And then picture it, draw that. Oh my God. This, the, the icon is of pencils and it's basically Pictionary. So I like doing this one for like Arctic or vocabulary, like multiple meaning words, more of a vocabulary type one versus like a comprehension type goal where the, whoever is drawing the word pops on, on their screen and they have to draw it. And everyone else's screen, they also get like clues of letters. Like as time goes on, more letters get revealed. And this way, they get a little hint. It's not like completely random, but it's just fun and engaging. And then whoever, like the person who draws it, if someone else gets it right, like they get points and the person who got like, well, everyone who guesses it gets points. And obviously like the faster you get it, the more points you get sort of thing. Again, it's just another fun and engaging way to just motivate our students. And they like these things. So why not use it? A lot of times they're familiar with all three of these sites because they're using it in the classroom. Gimkit, they might not be as familiar with, but like they're familiar with it. So why not incorporate it? Why not use it to motivate our students, get extra to practice, get some data and keep our students motivated and engaged and have fun. And did I mention all these things are free and doesn't take any prep? Like you literally go in, search for the game you want and 
click host <laughs> and done. Like I said, you can make your own. I know some SLP Elevate members take the tier two vocabulary words from the text that we provide and they put them into GimKit so they can like draw it out or, or practice the definitions and things like that with games. You could do that, but you don't have to. You could literally just search, you know, predicting or main idea, making inferences, multiple meaning words, conjunctions, literally anything under the sun is all on there for you. So why not use it? All right, guys. I hope you found this helpful. I'll put all three links in the show notes to BlueKit, Kahoot, and GimKit. Go check those out. I highly recommend them. Go ask your students today. If you don't have time to play it, just ask them and then remind them next time to bring their uh, devices. All right. So my joke. What kind of room doesn't have doors? A mushroom. All right, guys. Until next week, stay out of trouble. I hope you like this solo episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.